Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. It's her wish for you and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. everybody. It is 11.01 on June 23rd, 2023. Look at that, 6232023. 11.01. I love the numbers. And one of the reasons why I love numbers is that's one of the ways that we know angels are near. And that's what I want to talk about today. In fact, I start my children's book with, how can you tell if an angel is near? Is it something you see, feel, or hear? And then I talk more about how you know if an angel is near. Uh, For instance, angels love it when you laugh. And I'm sure you've all heard, if you see a penny on the ground, it may have been set there to let you know an angel is around. Angels come close when you enjoy the smell of a pretty flower. And in fact, when you smell roses that you can't see, that's your angel saying, hi, it's me. So I go through this book. I've got about 28 pages of stories about angels and how to know when an angel is near. I use artificial intelligence to create the images for this book. Had the most fun doing it. I might be able to tell you the story about that later on, but really and truly today I want to read more stories about um, messages from angels and the angels that we see here on earth, and the reason that I do that is because a friend of mine, her name is Ashley McGrath. She's an author from Palm Bay, Florida. She knows about my books and about my podcast, and she wanted to share a story with me. She had written to uh, guideposts, angelsonearth.org. It's a guidepost, Tom publication, and Ashley wanted to share with me that she had been published for writing a letter to the editors, and it goes like this. I like to call my cousin Amy Hewer, my, Anne, no, excuse me, I like to call my cousin Anne Hewer, my Angel, every Christmas for more than a decade, she's given me a gift subscription to Angels on Earth. The heartwarming stories in this magazine, including Anne's own Birds of a Feather, which appeared in the May-June 2013 issue, have encouraged and comforted me through some of my greatest trials. Thanks to my Anne Gel, I always feel hopeful. That's the real gift. And and, um, Ashley gave me a copy of her beloved collection and told me that I could keep it. There are other stories in here. I want to share a story with you also um, 
yeah, it's a little, I, I call it an ad, but it's not really, it's a um, testimony from Carrie Stanley. Let me play that for you. Hello, beautiful lady. I've been meaning to find five minutes to reach out to you to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Mary Krause, who I call the Countess, for the two beautiful books. I'm dying to get in and really dig into your first book. My surgery is on hold right now because we know how finances go. Um, but I wanted to let you know I would like to buy one of the children's books. One of my dear, dear friends uh, lost her husband Saturday. He's only 33 years old to cancer. He found out three weeks ago he had cancer and he's gone. And your book came the same day. And I said, okay, this is not a coincidence whatsoever. And she has, uh, well, her oldest son is two. Her youngest son is one. I did send her a couple of pictures um, of your book. And I said, Stephanie, I'd really love to, to purchase one of these books for you. So let me know how I can purchase it. And if I could have you sign it, and I'll just tell you what their names are to write in the book. It is such a beautiful beautiful children's book and it's um no coincidence my granddaughters were here too and when my youngest one was reading through it she's five she goes Gigi that's all the stuff you tell us all the time and that's what you tell your clients and I said I know because our angels are always there our angels that were not human that were here like Uncle Bright so I would love to know how to purchase this book let me know I'll give you Stephanie's address um, she needs all the help she can get, and I know this book will definitely. I'm not giving her mine. I'm like, nope. Mrs. Cross bought that for me, the Countess. So I'm keeping that one to pass down to great grandchildren at some point. But I would love to be able to purchase another one. I hope you're doing awesome, and I cannot wait to meet you someday. I told Mary, I'm like, oh my God, I just love this lady. Just let me know where I have to go to purchase it. And I didn't know you were affiliated with Island Breeze. I love my girl over there who's also an angel mama. Her and I got very close a few years ago, and she's doing so well, and I just absolutely adore her. I hope you're doing well. And that was from one of my wonderful, wonderful customers who bought my children's book, go with, uh, my angel book. Now, I want to go back to sharing letters and messages from the guidepost book, and then I will share one of my stories that I wrote in Go With Angels. Rosemary Sinkimani from Bakersfield, California wrote, on a Saturday evening in 2014, I brought my four-year-old grandson, Joey, to Mass. Sitting beside me in the pew, Joey tapped me on the arm. Nanny, he said, pointing toward the ceiling. Look, I followed his finger and gazed at the vaulted ceiling. What is it? I asked. Joey's eyes remained transfixed. The angels, he said, in blue and gold. Don't you see them? To this day, I like to remind Joey, who's now 12, never to forget the precious gift from God. His reply is always the same. Nanny, I won't. Cindy Alvarez from Claremont, Florida, wrote, Waiting in the long line at our Starbucks drive-thru, I used the time to pray fervently for my daughter to find strength. My dear son-in-law was in hospice, suffering from a rare form of cancer. Please, God, let me know that you hear my prayer, I asked. When at last I pulled up to the window, 
The barista waved away my cash. There's no charge, ma'am, she said. The driver in front of you said that something told her to pay for your coffee. She wants you to have a blessed day. There was no better blessing than knowing how closely God listens. And I'll tell you what, folks, that just gave me chills for the second time that I read it. Valya Karcher from Fredericksburg, Virginia, wrote, Phil Medina's story about the imprint of a Blue Jay's wings in freshly fallen New York snow in your September-October 2022 issue reminded me of something similar I spotted near my bird feeder last winter. Angels sure do get around, don't they? And there is a photograph of what appears to be angel in the snow. It could very well be uh, that a bird fell from the sky with its wings wide open or dove because there, it could be a bird or it could be an angel. It's small and it's a beautiful reminder to us to always be looking out for the angels. And this is the last little story I want to read before I share another little um, bit with you. Uh, DJ Filson from Bozeman, Montana wrote, One summer I took a drive to Bannock, Montana, the first capital of the state, but now a true ghost town. I got some great photographs of the old buildings against a moody sky. When it darkened, I started out for home. Just then, I saw a stop sign, but I was too late. I slammed the brakes, sending my car skidding onto the highway. I pulled over to close my eyes and thank God that there had been no oncoming traffic. Something held me tightly. I opened my eyes and watched as white, feathered wings embraced me for a moment, then slowly faded away. I only wished I could have gotten a photo of my guardian angel who calmed me so I could drive the rest of the way home. And I think that is just absolutely beautiful. I want to just take this quick little short moment for you while I flip a page. Thanks for listening. And remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you. I'm going to read for you from... Uh, where did I find my, my thing here? Um, uh, this is a story from my personal book. It's called, um, oh, I lost my page. Uh, An Angel's Handprint. Richard was 16. Matt was 13. They had taken their friend Chris with them to haul off garbage in the family's small truck. Matt was standing in the bed of the truck as they sped along a country dirt road. Richard yelled out of the open window, sit down, just before he sped up. He took a curve too fast. <clears throat> Lost control of the truck and rammed into an oak tree. He and Chris were safe and securely buckled in the front seat. But Matt had been sitting in the bed of the truck with nothing to hold him in place. When the truck hit the tree, the back of Matt's head hit the truck's back window. Matt said, I felt my shoulders pressing on the window and I thought I was going to crash through it. That was when he felt himself being pulled in the opposite, defying physics. Thanks to the seatbelt, 
neither boy in the front of the truck was badly injured, just shaken. Richard said that as soon as he realized what had happened, he thought about his brother. Later, Richard told his father and me, when I didn't see Matt in the back of the truck, I thought I had killed him. I was sure he had flown over the cab and was lying dead in the woods. I heard Richard yelling my name, Matt told us. I had no idea why he was so upset. I was fine. Richard turned and saw his brother standing in the middle of the road, about 20 feet away from the collision. Until the next morning, not even Matt was certain about what had actually happened. When we saw the bruises on his left arm, we knew without a doubt that an angel had saved his life. Matt had been lifted from the truck by an angel who grabbed him by one arm. He was placed on his feet in the road out of harm's way. His arm had five bruises on it, which looked like fingerprints. There were four bruises on the underside, and opposite those was a large, single thumbprint. Everyone who saw the bruises agreed that it looked like those that would be left if a large hand had grabbed Matt and pulled him from danger. After that, when I told any of those boys to go with God and drive with angels, they smiled instead of rolling their eyes. This encounter left a visual imprint and left no doubt in their minds that angels are always protecting us. I'm going to read another story from the Guideposts book, but first I want to share just a little bit of information about another Be Unique show. Be right back. Be Unique Radio brings you unscripted conversations with world changers and difference makers Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on all your favorite platforms. Visit BeUnique.org to learn who is scheduled next and how you can talk with our guests and become part of the show. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. See you there. All right, that was Jennifer East. And if y'all will, say a quick little prayer for Jennifer. She is out in Seattle right now with her son who is battling for his life against cancer. And it's just, you know, that that was a commercial she sees a long time ago. But here is an angel sighting that I want to share with you from the Angel's Guide Post book. I had just finished visiting the Fenimore Art Museum museum in Cooperstown, New York, where I am a member. It was a beautiful sunny day, and before leaving the grounds, I decided to take a stroll along a path that goes down to Otsego Lake. I had just turned around to head back to my car when I noticed this angelic cloud formation in the sky. A warm feeling of happiness washed over me, and I truly felt the presence of God. It was written by Susan Perkins from Dodgeville, New York. And the image is really quite striking. It reminds me of my angel author logo. It's got wings around a center. It's almost a heart shape, and it's it's very, very pretty. Here's another story that was sent in by Luann Tennant Coiney from Naperville, Illinois, called On a Wing and a Prayer. On Wednesdays, my husband and I babysat our grandson, Elijah. I gave his parents a break and gave us 
it gave us his it. Oh my goodness, I can't read. It gave his parents a break and gave us time alone with the baby. I loved to push Elijah in his stroller for his morning walk around the neighborhood. I couldn't help but remember his mother at that age. Focused on something only he could see. When babies stare like that, they're looking at the angels, my mother had told me once. I continued down the quiet block, enjoying the old houses and trees so much, I lost track of the time. Uh Uh-oh, I thought when I finally turned back. Elijah was fast asleep in his stroke. He'd never settled down for his afternoon nap now. I'd been hoping to rest myself, but there wasn't much chance of that with the baby roaring from his crib. As I predicted, when I put Elijah down for his nap that afternoon, he sat up wide-eyed and watched me leave. From the sofa in the living room, I watched on the baby monitor as he moved restlessly in his crib. I really messed this one up, I said to myself. To God... I offered my new favorite prayer, help, help, help. The three words are short for, I am in a jam, Father. I know you can help, though it seems impossible. I trust you to fix it or get me through it. I looked back at the monitor. Elijah was sitting up again. I braced for the inevitable roar, but he remained quiet. What's going on here, I thought, looking closer. Elijah looked completely content, gazing through the crib bars at something only he could see. He babbled happily with his unseen friend for half an hour before falling peacefully asleep. Elijah and I both got our rest that day, and I got the help, help, help that I needed. Now I want to share another little story with you from my book, that's called Go With Angels. And if you want to purchase a copy, I'd be happy to share with you how. The email address to contact me about this book is in the description of the show. I am not currently selling this book on Amazon, and I'll be happy to talk with you about why not at another time. I'm not going to do that today because I want to share this story called The Angel and the Wheelbarrow. I first met Andre during one of the infamous Florida hurricanes of 2004. Curtis and I had finished our last-minute hurricane preparations and were doing one more perimeter check as we discussed the two cars in the driveway. I glanced up at our roof and instantly felt at peace. Though Curtis didn't see them, I knew there were four angels there to protect us, one on each corner of the house. James, Jim, Jamie, and Jimmy stood guard. I questioned the similarity of the names, but I didn't question their presence. As quickly as I formulated my thought about who would watch over the cars, I saw Andre, bigger than the other four. Andre told me that he would keep our cars safe from damage. I call him my car angel because he's drive and protects me from careless drivers and road hazards. One day, Andre defended me from an attacking wheelbarrow. The incident happened so fast, I hardly had time to register, let alone react to it. It took the remainder of my drive home to process everything. 
Traveling with the flow of traffic, I came up behind someone who kept tapping the brakes. So at my safest opportunity, I passed the car. I was almost even with it. When I saw a white crew cab pickup coming up behind me in the left lane, fast. Before I could signal my intention to move into the right lane in front of the car I was passing, the truck passed me on the right. I still don't know how the driver knew there was enough room to do that. The truck then pulled into the left lane so fast that a wheelbarrow in the bed of his truck bounced out onto the highway, inches in front of my car. I had no time to react or respond. By the time I realized that an actual wheelbarrow had almost crashed into my car, the moment had passed. I saw a blue blur as the wheelbarrow was thrown from the truck, hit the road on its tire, and then bounced into the grassy median, safely away from me, within a span of time too small to measure. Coincidence? Hardly. I'm certain Andre kept the wheelbarrow from falling onto my car and kept my car from colliding with it. The truck sped on, passing other cars and trucks, oblivious to the danger in his way. Everything happened so fast that I don't know if the blur of blue I saw was the color of the wheelbarrow or Andre. I just know I was then and still am grateful for this traveling mercy. By the way, both cars were practically unharmed during all four hurricanes that ravaged our area in 2004, despite being outdoors for the entire year. One had a few scratches, but otherwise they fared much better than many of our neighbor's cars. While the gems protected the house, Andre watched over our cars. Now I want to go back to reading from Angels on Earth, the Guidepost magazine that I got from my friend Ashley McGrath. I've only got about uh, 10 minutes left in today's show, and that will probably take me to the end of this story. It's called Lost and Found. And I believe it is by Jessica Burnett from Omaha, Nebraska. On Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, my family and I were in the Milwaukee airport waiting to hear the boarding announcement for our flight home. Our five-year-old son, Ezekiel, was getting antsy. He threw his favorite stuffed bear, Teddy, high up into the air and caught him. Be ready, Ezekiel. It's almost time, I said. Teddy flew higher and higher in a sandy brown twirl. Then on one throw, he didn't come down, just as our row was called to board. We could see Teddy stuck in the rafters, had to leave him behind. Tired from the trip, Ezekiel slept with a different stuffed animal at home that night. I got him another bear for Christmas. There was no replacing Teddy. Has he gone to heaven, Ezekiel wanted to know? He was still talking about Teddy well into the new year. One day early in February, I stopped scrolling on Facebook when I saw a photo of a sandy brown bear. Did anyone leave this little guy behind in the Milwaukee airport, an employee had posted? He's in our lost and found, and we'd love to find his family. I called the airport and learned that Teddy's post had reached over 4 million people on Valentine's Day 
Southwest Airlines flew Ezekiel and his dad back to Milwaukee to retrieve the bear. They were greeted with balloons and a huge sign with Ezekiel's name on it. Thank you for taking good care of him, Ezekiel said, squeezing Teddy in a bear hug. We feel an online community group hug every night at bedtime. And folks, that one brought tears to my eyes and brings me to the end of today's show. I promise I'm going to use this book from time to time. I will definitely be sharing these stories with you. I see at the end of today's show, um, my good friend Dion is listening. Hi, Dion. Thanks for listening. I know you're out with your dog taking a walk. I don't have time to bring you into the show, but um, know that I love you and know that I see you. And we will be in touch again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Go With Angels with Mary Brotherton. If you want to order a copy of Go With Angels, just reach out to mary at beunique.org for details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. And be sure to tune in every Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for more stories about angelic encounters. Follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio so you don't miss a single episode.